Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Friday, January 7th, and you are listening to Rocket City Lift. everyone. Welcome back to Rocket City Lift. I'm Tara Bulger. And I'm Brett Goodman. And we come to you three times a week to bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day. It is hard to believe we've completed the first week of 2022, but Woof. here we are and we will revisit our passage from John's Gospel. But first, let us begin with prayer. Let us pray. Lord God, as we come to your word, as we experience your word, May we know Jesus Christ, the true word, who speaks and moves in our lives. We pray this all in your name. Amen. Our passage is from John's Gospel, the first chapter, verses 35 through 51. The next day, John again was standing with two of his disciples. And as he watched Jesus walk by, he exclaimed, Look, here is the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him say this, and they followed Jesus. When Jesus turned and saw them following, he said to them, What are you looking for? They said to him, Rabbi, which translated means teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, Come and see. They came and saw where he was staying, and they remained with him that day. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon. One of the two who heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his brother Simon and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which is translated anointed. He brought Simon to Jesus, who looked at him and said, You are Simon, son of John. You are to be called Cephas, which is translated Peter. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, Follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him about whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus, son of Joseph from Nazareth. Nathanael said to him, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. When Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him, he said of him, Here is truly an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael asked him, Where did you get to know me? Jesus answered, I saw you under the fig tree before Philip called you. Nathanael replied, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Jesus answered, Do you believe because I told you that I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, Very truly I tell you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, be to, to God. God. Tara, for our Friday fun question, have you made any New Year's resolutions for this upcoming year? 
I love New Year's resolutions. Do you? Yes, I love them. Um, so I have two things I'm not going to do. Wait, quick question. What was yours last year? What was this past year's resolutions? Do you remember? Um, this past year, I think it was about doing more writing, and I did not do nearly as much as I wanted. Did you do more than the year before? Uh, I don't think so. No. And I will tell you, like, I know that, like, I don't carry out all of my New Year's resolutions, but I have found that failing forward Mm. is a thing that really changes me. Yeah. Sorry, I interrupted you. All good. No, I mean, I say this knowing that my oldest daughter's, like, New Year's resolutions are ridiculous. If you were going to make a change, you'd do it any time, not at the beginning of a year. I hear you, but this is me. Um... (laughs) I, my first one is that I will not be buying any new clothes in the the calendar year and I will not buy any new books. That's because I have an abundance of both. Whoa, no new books. I know, I know. That one I'll probably break, but but I literally have a library that's deep enough that I could just, I could read for a year. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I haven't quite decided because we're recording this the week before the new year, um, but I need to do something around spiritual disciplines. Um, and so that's what I'm looking at. What about you? That's that's pretty good. Um, I'm not a big New Year's resolution. I do I do my book goal for every year uh, yeah. where I set my book goal. Okay, um, so see, I don't count them because I read so much. I'm afraid I'd be mortified. Yeah, no. That's it's an addiction. Fair. That's <laughs> fair. Uh, but if you don't have statistics, what's even the point, Kara? That's <laughs> okay. how Brett's brain works. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, but, yeah, no, I've, I'll put it at 65. I did 62 last year. Um, and so trying to move it up a little bit um so i have a book goal and then and then the other one um you know we do i know you've done it and i just started the the process but there's this uh program for pastors called credo and you make a rule of life and they're essentially they're essentially like spiritual uh, Mm -hmm. Resolutions. resolutions um and so there are um some that i've kept to really well and some i haven't and one of them that I have in there that I have not done yet is uh, once each semester is to um, get a cabin. Uh, you know, all, all of our state parks have a cabin that you can rent out for a night. Get a cabin, leave my phone in the car, and mm-hmm. pray and read for twenty four hours. Um, and so, so monastic. Uh, so yeah, well, it's how I live my life. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so to actually do that uh, this coming year is is really uh, on my goals i do remember one of mine from this year which i did the majority of the time which is i am an avid reader but i love to read fluffy books so one of my goals was i had to read 10 pages of something that mattered every day and i did that most of the time that's amazing Mm -hmm. that's a good one yeah and it was easy 10 pages is pretty easy so anyway (laughs) but to our scripture the disciples have a variety of response responses when they encounter jesus what do these responses responses tell us about who Jesus is and the disciples' relationship to him? So I think a, several things that I'm thinking of. Um, one is that Jesus is not intimidated or worried by being questioned or you know, when they ask him, you know, where are you going? And, uh, you know, where do you stay? He just tells them, I guess, I don't know, there's an element of there's no other divinity or like Roman emperor who would have 
you know, entertain such impertinent questions. (laughs) But Jesus isn't isn't challenged by that at all. Mm. Um, I think it is so interesting that when Simon comes, Jesus knows him so well, he's able to rename him. Similarly, when Nath- when he meets Nathaniel, right? Nathaniel's way impertinent. Can anything <laughs> good come out of Nazareth? Again, Jesus isn't challenged by that. Philip just says, come and see. And actually, Jesus kind of admires that Nathaniel says whatever's on his mind, right? An Israelite in whom there's no deceit. But again, what Jesus shows us and what we learn is that Jesus knows us Jesus knows Nathaniel probably better than he knows himself. So that part about, you know, he sees Nathaniel under the fig tree. It is entirely possible that this is a supernatural moment, that our Lord and Savior is able to see Nathaniel through space and time in a way that others can't. But I really lean heavily on Augustine's interpretation of fig tree, which Augustine said, you know, it's the fig tree and fig leaves are always a symbol for sin. And so when he says to Nathaniel, I saw you under the fig tree, I read that is as I have seen you in your sin and still yet I'm inviting you in. Hmm. And that is what's so transformative for Nathaniel. And again, I want to own that I'm reading myself into this, right? My greatest awakening in my whole spiritual life is that Jesus knew me completely and loved me anyway. Mm -hmm. But I think that's what I... What I see most out of this is that when people have an encounter with Jesus, he knows them. He knows the good they're going to be, like Peter, who is the rock upon which he'll build his church. And he also knows that we're a lot like Nathaniel and that we are living under our sin in a lot of ways. And to all of that, he says, come and see. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, Nathaniel's, you know, as we... As we t- talk about, you know, capturing our, ourselves in the biblical imagination and story. It's hard for me not to see Nath- myself and Nathaniel, who appears to be, you know, uh, ironic and kind of a jerk, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you know, and, and yet, and, and Jesus subverts all those expectations, right? Yep. You know, did, ha- did I ever say in my life, you know, what good can come out of Alabama? No. Had I thought it? Probably. Yeah. And here I am finding the grace of God every day in this yeah. place. Um, and, and I think that that is uh, just such a, a capture of of Jesus responding to our, um, you know, sarcasm and irony and displeasure uh with just genuineness that you can't help but be attracted to right i think i gave a sermon once where my i posited that i think nathaniel was like the quintessential teenager yeah (laughs) like he knows everything uh you know you can't explain anything to him but it is when jesus says i see your brokenness that nathaniel's taken down to his heart yeah um and and i and then the other thing that really captured me was, you know, um, it's actually in all the other gospels when Peter is, is you know, renamed uh, Peter mm-hmm. on this rock that is usually at the end of, of the book. And here it's at the beginning. And it's right after um, Andrew was the one who identified Jesus as the Messiah. He's the one that tells Peter. Like he's yep. he's captured Jesus and in who Jesus is as the anointed one. And Jesus is like, that's great, Andrew. And this guy that's gonna that didn't get it right away, that's gonna screw up, 
he's the one I'm going to build my church on. Uh, yeah. And so um, the fact that Jesus just continues to, again, subvert these expectations of like, it seems to me in this scenario, Andrew was the one that I would have picked because <laughs> dude gets yeah. it. He's in on it. Um, he grabbed his brother. Like he's, this is who makes sense to me. And Jesus is like, no, that one. Um, yeah, that's really interesting, too, because um, being a pastor in a community, I am well aware that I am not the smartest. I am not the spiritually deepest. I do tend to be one of the best speakers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I do think that that it's not about worth. It's about giftedness yeah. and how that's going to play out. Mm-hmm. And I have to imagine, although it is not here, that Andrew's giftedness is going to play out in a million ways that I may not see. Yeah. Like dragging Peter to come see Jesus. Yes. <laughs> right? yeah. He's a great dragger of people. He's a great dragger of people. <laughs> Fisher. Man. It's like the old, uh, this cartoon I saw once that was like, you know, a play on the footsteps poem, which is, um, you know, when you only saw one set of steps, I was carrying you. And that long groove over there, Jesus says, is where I, I dragged, dragged you. you. <laughs> yeah. And I've been dragged. Yeah. And as well, I should have. <laughs> All right, friends, we're going to close with a quote from Patrick Rothfuss, who says, It's the questions we can't answer that teach us the most. They teach us how to think. If you give a man an answer, all he gains is a little fact. But give him a question, and he'll look for his own answers. Thank you all for being with us. We hope you have a wonderful and safe weekend. We'll be back again on Monday. Now may each of you go out to love and to serve to be well, to care for yourselves and others, knowing that the grace and love of God is ever upon you. Amen. Amen. Amen.